There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys ever use self-checkout? Uh, almost exclusively. Yeah. Well, oh, you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do as well, AJ? Yeah. Brittany? It's... Yeah. I'm not like getting enough. I feel like at times to where I need to go to the big lines because I'm waiting. Right. It seems like 15 mm-hmm. minutes just for that. So if I have five things, self checkout every time, bag it, go. I'll bring 30 things to self checkout. I don't care. <laughs> that is insane. I would never do that. I would rather have them do it. I think it's about 25 percent of the time I'll grab. I'll do self checkout. It's literally if I have like what I'm holding. Okay, so to round the things off, I've never used self checkout. Okay. Okay. I just never have because I, I don't like when machines replace human beings, like jobs disappear because of stuff like that. And I know I'm, I grew up in a very, very, you know, um, I don't know how to explain it, but a, a, a lot of workers really watched out for each other across the board. And I'm not saying you guys didn't. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it just feels really uncomfortable to me. To Plus the fact I probably wouldn't know what the hell I was doing anyway. But the reason I bring it up, self-checkouts at big retailers like Walmart and Costco could soon be a thing of the past, warn retail experts and corporations. Uh, they're pinning it on crime. I think we are going to see a uh, demise of self-checkouts very soon, said Phil Lampert, a food industry analyst. Self-checkouts start cropping up in the uh, late 80s, right around then, have become increasingly popular since the hundreds, the 2000s, I think they meant, but they put hundreds. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, they put the double O's. Yeah. Do you ever refer to 2000 as the double O's? Yeah, I think it, oh, well, I guess I'm on, I thought everybody did. But it'd be the triple O's then. If you're going to do the O's, it'd be three O's. No, because it's the like the 80s. You don't call them the 080s. But 2000 is the year. Right. You don't call it the 000s. Right, but I'm saying like the 1980s, you don't go the 980s. It's like the O's, you just take the last two numbers. It's like the... Tens, the, the 80s, O's. And 90s. I don't know. I'm not going I with it. Makes sense. Sorry. In any case, uh, even food retailers have hopped on the bandwagon with the founder and former CEO of Chipotle, Steve Ells, launching his uh, next fast food venture, Kernel, K E R N E L, in New York City next year, which will almost be uh, fully run by robots. Self checkout has always gotten mixed reviews from customers. While some prefer not to have, uh, not having to interact with employees. Others report frustration with technology mishaps and having to do the work by themselves. Isn't it a lot easier for people to steal too if they go to self checkout? No, yeah. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, I watched 
a guy steals so much stuff from a Target at self-checkout. It really? Was, but a lot of those places will wait until you hit a certain number so they can add, uh, add a bigger offense because otherwise it's barely a slap on the wrist kind of thing. When are we going to change all that? Because everything now, including murder, is a slap on the wrist. When is that going to stop? I hope murder is a couple slapsies on the wristies. Yeah, probably two. Oh, good. Probably two slaps on the wrist. That'll be about it. Now, crime right now is not a big deal to the United States. Voting, for me, is the big deal. Not that you commit crimes, but I'll keep you out as long as you promise to vote for me. It's all about money, yet again. Probably. Disgusting. Yeah. Not as disgusting as Bob Sansevier, but... Sandy, <laughs> how are you? Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Sandy, how are you? Well, you kind of ruined my Friday. I did? Yes, because you said, watch season four of Fargo. So I sat down and I power watched the entire season. <laughs> I love that you said power watched instead of binge like a normal person. You were exercising while you were doing it. No, I wasn't exercising. I put myself in the recliner. I watched, was it 11 hours of the, because it is, they put commercials in. It's 11 hours. It is. It is. Great, great show though, didn't you think? Yes, did you you've seen every episode of season? No, no, four. I've only seen two of them so far. Oh my a, god! No, oh, Tom is a normal person. He's not going to put eleven hours of TV don't, on him. He's not, he's not power watching anything. Don't attack Bob because I've been in that situation where you're like, "This is so good, I just can't stop," but I know I shouldn't, so I just got to power through. And you're hoping somehow that you know yes. your hour show will wrap in twenty minutes. No, what I'm hoping is my family doesn't notice I've been on the, <laughs> the easy chair for eleven hours. They just did everything around me. Sandy, Tom, it it is phenomenal. I got to ask you, Sandy, didn't you love the short Sicilian guy that's running running the mob in Kansas City? Jason Schwartzman? Is that who that is? Really? I didn't even notice that. Yes, it is. Oh, that's weird. I never even noticed. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Well, he and and, uh, Chris Rock are probably the only two identifiable actors. You've seen some of the other ones. One of the guys, the consigliere, I thought for a minute was from The Sopranos, but it, it, uh, he wasn't. Oh, sure. Yep, I don't think. And uh, but it it really is. Uh, season four was pretty damn good. And I, oh. well, you, I'm not gonna. Well, how long has it been out? It's been out a long time. Couple this years. thing is it true that they would the youngest son of each rival gang would swap? Swap. They would give the youngest son. Well, you saw the first two episodes. Yeah, they did that yeah that's right. One. That's true. Did they actually do that for real? I had never heard that. I have no idea, but I, the whole idea of there's there's a, a an Italian organization, there's a black organization, and they meet head to head on all these. I I think it's it's some of the best television I've ever seen, Bob. And obviously, you agree because you sat there for eleven hours. Oh, I thought it was terrific. I was as I'm watching, I'm saying. That bastard Tom, and bastard Tom. this is pro- one of the best streaming shows I've ever seen. What do you mean yep. swap? You never like for all of us what you're talking about. No, swap what? Well, it started with the Jews and the Irish. They were the youngest child of the the leader of the Jewish clan and the Irish clan would swap the youngest son, and oh. they'd have to live. Yes. They'd have to live with the other one, and it was sort of a a, a form of protection. Yeah, that you know they would not overstep they i think they did that a lot back 
like with kings and queens, they did that like with. Um, well, they married them off. Not only married off, but like they would send him them as I forget that there's a term, um, and that would ensure that those two countries wouldn't go to war with each other because they both had their youngest. Oh, there you go. Yes, but as as, as chance would happen. They go to war anyway. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> and Chris Rock, he he was phenomenal in it. He was. Yep. Schwartzman was too, because throughout the whole show, he's always disheveled in his, you know, the way they they had long hair. They had like the shemp hair from the yeah, three his suits. hair hanging down the, yeah. now over his right eye all the time. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the shemp and mohair <laughs> from the Three Stooges. <laughs> but and the other thing that I've, uh, if you have not. Um, started watching. You've watched Lawman Bass Reeves, you said, right? You're up oh, to God, date. Yeah, we've seen every episode. Phenomenal, too. And it is a great show. I'm also watching Monarch, which is uh, it's about the you know monsters. And I started watching last night because it, it's from the when I saw it was from the same creators of Cobra Kai. It's called Obliterated. Oh my gosh! Yes, Go you ahead, like Bob. it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. I I powered so through too. it this weekend. You watched the whole thing? You oh, powered yeah. I, I powered through it just like you. Well, my mistake was I didn't start watching until after the Packers game last night, and I only watched two and a half episodes because oh. I said I better get to, to bed. So I'll, I'll finish it today, it's, no question. It's so Variety good. hated it. You know, their review, I said, what are you nuts? This is fun oh, and yeah. funny. It's fun. It's funny. The uh, I forget what his – what's it uh, – Tank or the black guy that's always trunk. hung trunk. There we go. He's hilarious in it. There is you do see some uh, some male genitalia that is a little uh, over the top. We'll say, but uh, yeah, overall highly recommend Obliterated. It was great. So yeah. what's it about? Uh, well, it's, it's an elite group of CIA operatives who okay. they uh, they have this great win after six months. They they defuse a nuclear bomb, but wait. Is it diffused or isn't it? Yeah. Because they're all on drugs and they're all drunk and, you know, they were popping every drug you could imagine. And then they've got eight hours to save the world again. Yeah, they essentially, it starts out with this, you know, over-the-top rescue slash bomb defusal mission in Las Vegas. And then, you know, they party because they think they just saved the world. And, yeah, as they're all just high and drunk off their ass, all of a sudden... It's not over, and now they got to go about their mission some more. And C. Thomas Howell is oh, phenomenal yeah. in it because oh, yeah. he, he basically plays uh, the weekend at Bernie's guy. I think through most of the show, they carry him around on their shoulder, waiting yes. for him to come out of his drunk, his drug stupor. Yep. So, this is a live action show? It's human beings. It's not. Oh, yeah, it's like human yeah. beings. We don't watch cartoons. It's Tevin and me. We watch movies. We don't watch cartoons. No, it's really good. I don't. It. I don't know if you'll like it, Tom. But I I think it's worth the shot because if you do, Catherine for sure won't like it. So maybe you have to watch it without her. So what is it all about? Against two two gang. They're what are they doing? It's 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 a saving the world. Yeah, it's a group of elite. Like, hey, we're the best of you know the CIA. So the I mean the opening scene is them like helicoptering into a high-rise building and killing, like, 30 people in the matter of, you know, 15 Jesus. seconds type oh, of thing. Yeah. So it's very, uh, what's the Denzel Washington uh, equalizer kind of vibe oh, of yeah, okay. where, you know, I'm going to take everybody out. But then it's also comedy 
based in you know and dark one humor. of the one of the uh side characters is a camel yeah which is a camel yep yeah yeah a camel. you gotta watch it it's a very small it. role for the camel just on yeah. that i'm in yeah yeah, just off that, you're going to watch it now, AJ? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with committing a bunch of time just for a camel. So. I, I will well. say you have to get through the first like 20 minutes of it because I originally started it and I thought, ah, this is kind of I felt the same way. The first episode, I'm thinking, do I want to stick? But then it's kicked in. Yep, yeah. Really? Well, I'm yeah. glad you told me that because I would have bailed probably. Don't. No, don't. Okay, just stay with it. And it's on Netflix. Netflix. So all eight episodes are out. You don't have to, oh, I got to wait till next week for the next one to come out. Well, because you're talking about Bass Reeves. uh, Catherine and I have watched all six of the first episodes. There's only two more to go. So, you know, I know exactly what you have to wait. Yeah, I hate it. hate it. Monarch, same way. Well, most of them are. Unless it's Netflix, because they they throw them at you, say, go ahead, power watch us. Yeah. Good. I, yeah, well, you did, and it all worked out for you. Are you going to start on, on season five now? I already have. Oh, you? <laughs> and I was very disappointed. There's only, like, they've only put out, like, three episodes yeah. of season yep. five. I actually, um, I was watching, like, on FX. I, oh, let me check this one out. I would come in the middle of it, and I just couldn't catch on, but I started, starting from the beginning. This Juno Temple is phenomenal. The woman who plays, she's from mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, for people who've watched that. Yeah. She's terrific. John Hamm is a great character in this. He is good. Yeah. yeah and he is some, really, really good. There are great characters in that as well. So, yes, absolutely. Um, check that one out, season five. According to the critics, it's the best of the five seasons. They'd have a long way to go to better season four. Yeah, I would agree with that. But but I tell you what, we've talked about it quite often on this show. I don't know that TV's ever been better than it is right now. Well, it couldn't possibly have been because you couldn't even get that much content no tom i don't understand where the money's coming from to do all these episodes the number of shows you could never catch up if you uh you know if you tried to there's so much out there right no but it uh, seriously most of it's really there are a couple of things Catherine and i watched and we get about 15 minutes in and go this is just after 15 minutes you kind of know but i shouldn't do that with the first episode of obliterated no, it, it's, no, I started to think, ah, okay, it's, it's sort of, right. you know, losing steam, but then it got me back into it. Oh, good. You got to stick with it. And tell me you've seen hear. the whole thing, so that yeah. I'm glad to hear you liked it all the way through. Yeah, and it and it stands strong the whole whole way through. Um, and yeah, the ending of it. I mean, it's you're not watching it because of the plot of the show. You kind of know how it's going to end for the most part, but there are some twists and turns in there, but it's funny the entire way through the uh, guy that they weakened at Bernie's they through the entire show. Um, he makes a re- revival at the end. And so, yeah, it's it's all, it's all good. And it's, it is funny. That's the great thing mm-hmm. about it. It's a very it's funny, funny too? action too. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the best part about it. Oh, okay. It's, I actually, I counted twice in the first two episodes. I laughed out loud. Really? I'm not a big laugh out loud guy either. What? You've always laughed out loud. What are you talking about? Oh, I do that just, you know, to, to blend in. Oh, you blend in. Okay. <laughs> truly okay. laugh and, and find something funny. I'm not an easy laugh, I'll have you know. Brittany makes me roll on the floor. R-O-L-F. Oh, I was going to ask you this because of <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Sandy. Or R-O-F-L, whatever it is. <laughs> what is you were saying, sir. 
No, I'm totally distracted now. I have no idea what the hell I was going to say. R-L-O-F? Rolling lore, laugh. I was trying to do the... I was Rolling on laughing floor. No, no, rolling on floor laughing. I got them mixed up. Hey, I've been doing the same thing all morning with... Is it the quick lube bowl or the quick lane bowl that they're in? Oh, God, Bob. Thanks for mentioning that. Once again, the lamest bowl offered. What was it last year? The pipsqueak bowl or what was it? Uh, Pinstripe bowl. Is that the one? Pinstripe. That's what it was. Pinstripe bowl. Now now it's quick lane change up or what is it? Yeah. And okay. You're going to the bowl, guys. You're going to go to Detroit. It's a Uh. punishment. (laughs) Middle of winter. Let's go to Detroit. When they say you're going bowling, you didn't know you're getting bowling green. <laughs> <laughs> bowling oh. green, what's their, what's their record, Bob? Who cares? <laughs> what are they, like Division Three? They're actually, they're uh, in, well, they play hockey in the CCHA. I, I could t- see that AJ's on it. What is their record, AJ? Put uh, it this way. They are one of the, the Gophers are the 82nd team, so I'm guessing Bowling Green would be the 81st yeah. worst team. They're just good enough to play the team that got really good grades this year. Yes. Oh, well, uh, that's good. They finished 7-5, and five, so better than the Gophers. Oh, better than the Gophers by far. Yeah, but they wow. didn't play anybody either, did they? Um, Western Michigan, P.J. Flex old mm. squad. They beat them. Yeah, uh, otherwise, no. I had Ball State, and they ball Ooh. hard, so. Okay, like a NAIA or D three team is what they are. Oh, they and they played Liberty. Oh, and they they lost thirty four to twenty four to Liberty, yeah, who well, uh, is and, undefeated. And they lost to Michigan 31 six. So, why isn't Liberty in the college football playoff? They were undefeated. It's a whole other world there. <laughs> My favorite college team. name of all time, and I'll never forget it because the 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 coach who was recruiting. Talked about this on one of the sports shows. I remember it was many, many years ago, but they they said going out recruiting and all the rest of it. Did you have some really spectacular moments? Some moments that weren't so great. He goes, well, there's one that stands out because you know Iona. What state is Iona in again? New York. It's in New York. I thought so, but I wanted to make sure. So he said, you know, I'm the head coach at Iona, and I go over there and I'm recruiting, and the kid comes out of his house with his mother and father, and they go, where are you from? And the, he said, I own a college. And the guy said, God, you must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> I own a college. <laughs> Are we pouting again over there? Anyway, so what else? Andy? Now, that was a real laugh, by the way. I want to make that distinction. No, I, I, it's a great story because it actually happened. I own a college, and they literally thought he owned the college. <laughs> but other than that. But they're pretty – people know I own it now, don't they? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it, again, it's a, it's always been a good basketball program, but it's yeah. a lower level one. Yeah, that's true. You know, so does this? Uh, what is it? Bowling green in the what bowl? Quick lube, quick, quick lane, lane, same thing. Bowling. Quick lube, quick lane, quick lane. Okay, and that's in Detroit. Yes. Why would you even accept that? That's the best question of all. Why? Do you make money from that? Oh, yeah, they'll get money. But you know what? What they'll do is if they win, they'll treat it like it's a national championship. (laughs) Hoisting whatever, you know, quick lane or give them. What what do they give them? You know, a gallon of uh, of motor oil? Give them like a certificate for an oil change. Yeah. That's it? You know what I'm excited about? There's a brand new bowl. I already think there's too many bowl games, but there's the Pop-Tart Bowl. 
and Ooh. yeah the winner oh, the winning team is going to get like a giant pop tart that they're all gonna like take a bite out of so i'm I excited for love that it. Yeah. yeah and i wonder because i don't think have they announced what flavor pop tart because i think they're going to keep it a secret and you can get maybe gamble on it like you gamble on the uh you know what color gatorade gets dumped on the coach you can gamble on uh what flavors i I feel like you have to go strawberry because it's like that's like the og yeah and it's like iconic i have a question so what what sport is this football football and how big is the pop tart uh, it'll probably be like the size. I would assume probably like the size of like a giant check type of situation. <laughs> it's got to yeah, be but, bigger than that for a whole team to eat it. I mean, you got a bite where uh, some other guy already bit. Ugh. You could also Maybe break it off. Pick... Yeah. Yeah. They just break it off and then put it in their mouth. Yeah. I mean, they either way, I'm not eating. But so like. Oh my gosh. What? I said they like hit each other's butts and tackle each other. Like I don't think it's that big oh. a deal if they bit on the same I thing. Thought you said they hit the pop tart in their butt. <laughs> they oh, hit no, it yeah. in their butt. But I thought too, Bob. <laughs> so we thought the same thing. It's interesting. That's all I have to say. All right, Sandy. What else you got, Pally? Yeah. How about your Packers? I'll tell you what. The, I, a few weeks ago, well, the Vikings will win that game against the Packers. They're not going to win that game against the Packers. This They're team not gonna is coming anybody. on. Yeah, they look really that- good. Yeah. Do you see them winning another game this year, Bob? Uh, it depends on who they've thrown at quarterback. That's true. Yeah, that's very, very true. And so, if, if the coach will adjust to the talents of the quarterback and not force feed him his system. Yeah. And also, our schedule is like we don't really play. I mean, we have the Lions and the Packers on the schedule, but it's not, mm-hmm. those teams aren't unbeatable. The Lions look really good. The Packers looked good last night, but it's not unfathomable to think that we can beat the Packers at home. Yeah, yeah it is. After watching last night, Packers. <laughs> and they got, they did get, so on both sides, the Packers played well, deserved to win the game, but at the end of the game, there was a lot of missed calls both ways, where the refs kind of just let it be a free-for-all. It, it was more against the, the poor, uh, or the Chiefs. Like, there was a pretty plays. bad pass interference that should have put the Chiefs Ignored. on the five-yard line. Yes. And then, I mean, there was the female ref on the left side of the field. She missed a forward progress where they called him out of bounds for the Chiefs when he should have been inbounds. And then on the Hail Mary, Travis Kelsey got shoved about five yards forward. That probably got to throw a flag there. Have you ever seen a flag on a Hail Mary play? No, but this defender clearly said, I know they're not going to call this, and two-hand full extension shove. Genuine question. question. are there differing rules on Hail Marys? Like, do yes, it like they they allow more contact on it's Hail Marys? Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's but, not in the rule book, but, but they was, essentially go, question. "We're that not going to," because the ref doesn't want to have to call that, and they don't want to be the ones time. deciding it. Right. That that much I don't know. Anyway. I you could argue the player decided it by by pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you. And uh, and did you did any of you watch the Niner game against the Philadelphia Eagles? Yep. This guy should they should never allow this guy on the sideline again. Dom big Dom, the security guard. A security jo- guard's job is if he's watching the coach is watch the people in the stands. He's right on the edge of the sideline being a cheerleader. <laughs> Get that put that fat f out of there. But if the player doesn't punch the security guard in the face, uh, he was provoked by the security security guard had no, no business being in the middle of it and trying to separate. He tried to separate him because he's a security yeah. guard. The guy's got like his own line of clothing. He's you know he's like a a star before any of this happened in mm-hmm. Philly. I don't get it. 
Yeah, it was. You know, just one of these big dumb oafs who they decided to, you know, it's like, what was that movie <laughs> that, um, where they, they, they got a mascot that they, what the heck was that with, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who it was. But anyway, yeah, they got him on the sideline because he's a big dumb oaf. Yeah. I mean, okay, run this by me again. Who punched who? So th- there was a play that spilled out into the sidelines, and a 49ers linebacker, but it was Greenlaw is his name. Dre, Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, he kind of gets in the face of the head coach, Nick Sirianni, for the really? Eagles. And then the security guard for the Eagles kind of came over and put his hand in the chest plate of the 49ers player, kind of push him back, says a few words, and then the 49ers player reaches over and punches slash points. He didn't punch him. He flicked his nose or his oh lip. Oh, my gosh. He like so he that. didn't connect. Exactly, AJ. He didn't connect on his punch slash point attempt he to another player. To. I don't think he was trying to punch him, but he definitely makes contact with a closed-ish fist. In this guy's face. He flicked him. He literally went like this across his nose. Like he wiped his nose. He saw a booger and wiped his nose. Yes. He was helping him. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And they both got thrown out of the game. I've never, no no security guard in history has ever been thrown out of a game before. I have a question. I have a question for you. Why would they throw a security guard out when the player is the one that stepped out of line? Because he was, he had no business doing what he did, which is separating players. And he was mixing it up with Greenlaw. He was oh, jawing yeah. at him. And these security guards are oh, not okay. supposed to be right, you know, a, a foot off the field. Well, and I don't think he was – so he was different than – because obviously you have the stadium security where they're wearing the vests and they're mm-hmm. standing there. Yeah. He wasn't oh, one yeah, of those. Yeah, he was, like, specifically for, he works I believe, for the, the head coach. Yeah, so he's – 25 sp- years. Yeah, he's not supposed to be on the field that much, but uh, he's mm-hmm. definitely – yeah, he's not like he's, he's supposed, supposed to, to be in blend in and not be noticeable. Right. I yeah, guess it's not supposed I mean, to be right there. How bad was the fight? <laughs> Should it have been broken up, or was it just not no, that big a deal? No, it wasn't, it wasn't a your, big deal. It was your average NFL oh, scrum. It, it was a skirmish, a kerfuffle, if you yeah. will. A kerfuffle. I like that. <laughs> that works for me. I love that word. All right, Sandy, any closing words? Yeah, see you on Friday. <laughs> oh, really? Those are, those are your closing words, are they? Watch. Okay, watch Obliterate. We want to hear a report by Friday that you see all of it. And uh, <laughs> I, we got, I got a lot of catch. You do, too. You got to catch up with the latest. You got to start the new Fargo. Yeah, I do. You got obliterated. Yep. You're already on Lawman Bass Reeves. I only got two episodes left, man. I've seen six of the eight, so. I like his sidekick. What Billy? What's his last? Billy. Uh, oh yeah, Billy. Babbitt. No, not Babbitt. Yeah, what is? I know who you're talking. The Native American guy. Yeah, he's terrific. Hey, he's great. He's, he's got really himself a girl him. now too. He does have a girlfriend. <laughs> Absolutely, he does have a girlfriend. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's a really good show. Really Ooh, good show. La, la. All right. <laughs> All right, Sandy. Thank you, sir. See ya. Bob Sansevier, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds. Like, oh, my God. We're already at the almost the midpoint here. Back in a couple of seconds, Marriott Hartley will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. 
you know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I like totally un- unruly. It works for me. Most people probably wouldn't have a problem keeping, an, and they call this an abandoned bill, $20 bill they found in a parking lot that wasn't lost. It was abandoned, which I like that at that take anyway. But yeah, most people probably wouldn't have a problem keeping an abandoned $20 bill they found in a parking lot. They'd probably not going to pull uh, put a lot of effort into finding its rightful owner. But what if it was a thousand dollars? A poll asked thousands of people what they do if they found a thousand dollars on the ground. 47% said they'd keep it if no one else was around. 47% said that women were slightly more likely to say they'd keep it than men. They also broke it down by cities and found the most honest city was Jacksonville, Florida. I can see that. I lived in Jacksonville. It was a very nice town. 
62% said they'd, uh, they'd hand it over. The other honest cities include L.A. I don't know if I'm buying that one. L.A., really? <laughs> yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Atlanta, the most dishonest cities, assuming it's uh, dishonest to keep it. Well, I don't know if it's dishonest to keep it because if you found it on the ground, how the hell are you going to find the owner anyway? Yeah, what, are you going to put out like a wanted page or yeah, maybe. Well, maybe. I suppose you could do that, but who the hell? But then you're going to have about 50,000 people saying it's theirs. Yeah. And how are you going to prove it's not? Because it's just a thousand bucks cash. Yeah. Uh, so in any case, uh, the most dishonest cities, assuming it's dishonest to keep it, were Detroit, Memphis, New Orleans. Any surprises so far? Stop you. <laughs> Detroit, Memphis, and New Orleans. In all three, just 38% said they'd hand it over. The next most dishonest was, not a shock, Baltimore. Ah. You guys ever been in Baltimore? No. Do they need to realize someday that, hey, we've totally destroyed the city. Maybe we should start from the ground up again. Honest to God, it, they've know. destroyed that city. I don't know. Marriott, have you ever been to uh, Detroit? I mean, I'm sorry, Baltimore? <laughs> yes. And worse than that, my mother was born and raised there. Well, that that's the problem, Marriott, right there. You have to be nice to Baltimore. <laughs> I, no question I about it. To... <laughs> no, my mother's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I suppose that's that's probably well. I, mine is too. So maybe they're sitting up in heaven watching us right now, Marriott. Who knows, right? And laughing, I hope. And la yeah. Hopefully, laughing. That'd be good. Our most almost completely true love story will be available on December eighth. That's just four days away. On the yay. major streaming platform. What's that? I said yay. <laughs> yay, indeed, absolutely. Streaming platforms including Amazon Instant, Apple TV, Vimeo, Google Play, Voodoo, and Hoopla, as well as uh, most cable providers across the United States and Canada. Marriott Hartley, our very special guest, listing you as film and television actress. She is best known for her work with Bill Bixby on The Incredible Hulk and Good Night Beantown, the original Star Trek episode, All Our Yesterdays. Yeah, Marriott, been a big fan for many, many years, so things are good. Oh, God, things are fabulous. My God, I can't believe it's happening. I mean, we're actually well, opening this week. I can't believe it. Why do you, why do you say that? Why, well, there was some difficulty getting it done? Well, I mean, it took time, really. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is work. And the waiting and the trying to find a distributor and finally finding a distributor. Thanks, thanks, thanks God. And everybody wonderful, and it started out that way, you know. I mean, we 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 put all of our friends or most of our friends in it, and they were incredible. Um, we had no idea that that was going to happen so quickly. So no. to see it now flourishing is just heavenly for us. That is wonderful. The almost completely true story is based on the courtship, relationship, and marriage of Marriott Hartley uh, and her husband, actor, producer, Jerry Soroka. So, so yes. it, is it weird to have a movie that's about you? Well, kind of. I mean, I've done a couple of one-woman shows and things like that, and it's not, it's not that odd, but... It's exciting, you know, to have to have written the whole show and to have put our friends in it and to have seen their react reaction 
And then once it started coming out, we're showing it to our friends to see, to have the the audience see our reactions, to see it. it the whole thing has been an extremely wonderful experience. I would imagine um, going through it with your with your husband. How long have you two been together now? I don't know. I'll probably. Uh, we've been married. Never mind. I think about. <laughs> We'll just go with that, Marriott. That's fine. Not a problem. About but it's 15, 15 years, 20 years. Up, up somewhere in higher. there. My husband, husband's right here. Yeah. The great thing about that is, though, that that um, I'm assuming our almost completely true love story, you're talking about a love story here, which is, is there any... Has there ever been a study on people who are happy throughout their entire marriage? I mean, there are hills and valleys and all the rest of it, but be basically in love with their partner for their, their whole life. That's very rare from what I understand, yeah, or at least a low I number. It, well, well, marriage is kind of tough sometimes, you know. Um, but Jerry and I <coughs> have had a good time together uh, since we met. And, you know, when people say, well, how did you live that long with, or, well, that's a whole other story, but I mean, how did you, how did you keep this going? Or how did you, and we both, because we've both been asked that, that question, we both seem to think that laughter is really the best medicine, or it's, the, it's what keeps relationships alive. Um, and I think that's been true for us because we yeah. much prefer to la to laugh than anything else. Yeah, no question about it. As a matter of fact, Catherine and I, Catherine and I have been together for forty three years. Oh, we'll be married. Oh my God. Yeah. We'll be married forty years in uh in July. And last night we're sitting around watching these shows, laughing like it's the first day we ever met. Um, don't get me wrong, Mariette, that, that there are certain things that I will not tolerate from another human being other than my wife. And she knows that and she uses them against me because I will tolerate it if she says it or does it, but not anybody else. She loves it. <laughs> That's terrific. I think we're the same way. I really do. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful to look, you know, look across the table and go, God, how, cause you got to consider yourself to be a very lucky person that you're with someone that you love so deeply. And I mean, it's such a big deal that you made a movie about it. So that's a pretty damn big deal, Mariette. Yeah. And, uh, and that's not a lie, by the way. It's, uh, I mean, we both have long lives for heaven's sake, but the two of us somehow clicked when we first met. I mean, about, you know, every, everything that we liked, the other person seemed to like. And we can now That's still cool. look at one another and say, isn't that amazing? It's amazing to me. No, it's absolutely amazing. And I wish people would look at that. Uh, what I've decided to do, Marriott, as a matter of fact, because people's everybody's angry and pissed off and everybody's just, oh, my God, they hate everything and everyone. And all. I've decided to go the other route and be overly nice to people, which really pisses some people off, which I find interesting. <laughs> they get yeah. mad because you're being nice to them. <laughs> or, yeah, or, or seem to feel good about life. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's true. It really is true. And people wonder, how do you do that? How do you, 
especially in this day and age when things seem really wacky. And yeah. uh, I, I find that meditation helps an awful lot. And just, just loving one another, loving yep. my family, I mean, everything. It's just, and loving my friends. You know, uh, Bernie uh, lives right next door to us. Uh, um, Bernie Capel, and he, yeah, we he, just talked to him on uh, Friday. As a matter of fact, right, and he's one of <clears throat> one of my oldest friends in the world, and he he comes toward me, and I laugh. <laughs> well, that's a good I, sign. I, no, he does. He walks toward me in this kind of strange way, and says something, and I laugh. And that happens also with Peter uh, McNichol. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean. It's just heaven to have those kinds of people like that. I mean, because uh, people don't, don't la they don't seem to want to laugh that much these days. And we want to laugh. No doubt about it. We'll be doing a lot more. Marriott Hartley we will be watching our almost completely true love story. It's available on December 8th. Again, on uh, Amazon Instant, Apple TV, Vimeo, Google Play, Voodoo, and Hoopla. Marriott, thank you so much for your time this morning. Been a big fan forever. You're a very nice person. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you. And you sound like you are, too. Well, thank you. I don't know if everybody would agree with that, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it immensely. Thank you, Marriott. Have a good day. You, too. See, I love talking to people of different, you know, age groups, different this, the men, the women, all the rest of it. Yeah. But what's cool about that is, is that Bernie Capel apparently went over to Marriott's house and said, oh, you should go on this Tom Bernard show because it's really comfortable and they yeah. won't go after. That was nice of them. Super nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. That's, you know, I, and I am, I really am going out of my way to be much nicer to people because I am sick to death. And some people get pissed off when you're nice to them. It's hilarious. Stop being nice to me. I'm like, what? No, we'll probably catch Settle people down. off guard a little bit. Probably. So, so used yeah. to people being negative all the time? People love to be negative. There's no doubt. About that. But I literally have never seen in my entire life the level of hatred that there is in the world. And it's not just in America. It's everywhere in the world now, which is really unfortunate. Why would you waste? What, what do you got? On average, you got, what, about 75 years, maybe 80 years? I don't even know what the, the mean figure is anymore. But why would you want to waste it on being pissed off and hateful every day? Yeah, why? that's a great question. It's That's like you think about what your day-to-day -day looks like, and if you're just spewing out that much hatred, it's just constantly in your head and your heart. Like, yeah. No, I understand. Now, I want to go back to that last story you were talking about, where you find $1,000 on the ground, there's nobody around, it's in cash. Um, I don't know how you could give it back, because how could they prove that it's theirs anyway? Yeah, I don't know, but I would be thinking in my mind, the person who lost it, like, could be somebody who that's how they pay rent. I don't know yeah. why, but like my mind would go to that. I guess maybe the police department would could take it. I don't know, but I just know, I know it sounds stupid. Right. I was always skeptical of that. Cause like, what are the odds that, cause I've never seen a report where the police have posted on Facebook, like, Hey, we found a thousand dollars. If anybody's missing it, come on down. Like, I don't know how much due diligence they're putting in. 
when I was in, I was probably like 12 years old, I was at a football camp at the University of St. Thomas um, mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Vikings. And in the dorm room, I opened up one of the drawers and there was an envelope that had like $1,000 in it. And there was, mm-hmm. you know, a room full of, you know, other 12-year-olds. And I was like, ah, we should probably turn this in because one of yeah. you are not going to like whatever it's like if I kept this or if one of you kept this somebody's getting told on we're all getting in trouble and they ended up actually tracking down the student who lived in that dorm room and like hey here's your money and she bawled her eyes out because yeah she's like I'm a broke college kid it's a wonderful story I love stories like now I mean obviously if you find a wallet or a purse or something like that you know whose it is so I would 100% give that back Mm -hmm. I mean they I, and if I, if I found cash, I probably would hang out for about 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour, wait to see if they come back looking for it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. You know, I might, I would probably do that. I found, I found a, a chunk of money a couple of times and I've never kept it because one was in a purse. Yeah. It was like three grand in the purse in cash. Dang. And that's a lot of cash to be carrying around in your purse, lady. I don't know if I'd be doing that these days or not. The times, well, that was in, my, the times in my life that I've had pure cash in one of those like, bank envelopes yeah there was a specific purpose for whatever that was Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like be it rent be it car payment like there was i took that money out for that specific purpose so it's rare that it's like i just have this money on me (laughs) right yeah i don't know i I, but it is interesting that you got uh no once again 62 percent of people in jacksonville florida would try to find the owner and give it back but then, of course, Baltimore was, well, it says the next most dishonest. They're all dishonest, yeah. but the next mm-hmm. most dishonest was Baltimore. Yeah, and I think it, it extends to no matter what I find, if it's of value to somebody, my instinct mm-hmm. is always to try and find Like I was at the grocery store on Saturday, and there was a phone just laying in the middle of oh. one of the aisles. And so I picked it up and it had the background of like a little girl on it. So it was like a mom's phone. Oh. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to like now walk around this grocery store looking for this little girl to <laughs> see if I can find her. And I turn around and they're standing right behind me and like give it back to them. But yeah, so it's, I feel like you try to be nice people, especially this time of year, like yeah, give people their stuff back. And doesn't that make you feel wonderful doing it anyway? Oh, yeah. And so, like, I handed it to the little girl, and she, like, ran back to her mom. And oh. the mom, like, I can – so I'm going about, like, walking the rest of the way down the aisle, and I hear the mom, like, tell her, like, go say thank you. And then the next thing I feel is, like, the little girl tapping me on my leg, like, oh. thank you for the phone. Like, oh, you're so welcome. Like, so, yeah. And then, like, little moments like that, like, make me feel good about myself, so. And don't you think we need to do more of that right now? I literally would like to get together a troop of people and build 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 on its size on a daily basis that are not going to run around with this sour look on their face, hating everyone. We got to combat that with some just decency and honesty. And once you be in a good mood once every, oh, five years, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, some people just love being in an angry, hateful mood. They love being like that. Why do you think that? What what would cause that? That you want to be pissed off? Self hate. Like I, I always go back to okay. self hate. Like, well, yeah. Because it's so basic. And I remember being a kid, being like, "What do you mean you have to love yourself before you love others?" But it's true. Like you have. Yeah. If, if you have a negative thought about yourself, like if you think I'm a piece of crap, why would anyone like me? Then you're gonna assume Who other told people you I think. Said that? Hmm? Thank you. Very much. <laughs> like you're gonna assume other people think that of you too and you're gonna live your life thinking everybody hates me everyone's out to get me i'm a garb like it's totally projection and 
I think the moment you can find whatever happiness you can, be it, you know, a hobby, be it your grandkids, be it knitting, I don't know. But like once you start finding things you love and thinking of yourself positively, I think that alters your brain chemistry. I think it probably does. Yeah, it puts you in a, a much better frame of mind. Uh, I mean, I obviously have some trouble being a being a person, of, like a public figure, I guess is the best way to put it. There are people that cannot stand me, and I've never met them. Same. How do they do that? I don't know. But I'm, I used to, it used to bug me. No, but I now didn't. it doesn't bug me bug. at all. Like, I really... No. It, there was a small period where I especially like when we were on a station that was mostly males and they would talk about the way I look and I used to read it all. And now even if I do people on the show, no, the comments of like, Brittany looks this way, Brittany look, Oh my God. She look, it's like constantly talking about the way I look. And I used to like take it in and be like, okay, well if I fix this, if I, whatever, it just doesn't even matter. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. they, they would never treat me like that in person. No, no one would ever say no. anything to me in person. And also, like, it, it's a combination of just not looking or if you're going to look, just know, like, you have to just block it out. There's no point. Yeah. But do you want to combat it by being nice to them anyway? Because that's what I do. That's what if I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, well, nice I used to shirt. just. Yeah, totally. I used to tag my mom in it, Tom. Like, I used to go. Oh, okay. Hey, Beverly, why why, why is she saying that I look like a crackhead in this photo? And my mom would be like, you don't. It's okay. And so all of a sudden, I literally told my mom on you on Facebook. That's what I used to do. But I have a question. How would your mom know what a crackhead looks like? Oh, she knows. She does? She oh, Beverly. Beverly's been around the block. <laughs> Beverly. The woman of the streets. Is that what you're saying? The woman of the no, night. She's got that street smarts. Oh, yeah. Street smarts. You're talking about a friend of mine there. Watch your steps. Okay. Well, <laughs> Beverly can handle herself. Let's just say <laughs> yeah, that. She can. That's true. Uh, do you think we will get back more toward the center? Because I, it is overwhelming how hell, uh, hateful people are right now. It's I amazing. Think, I think it's actually gotten better. When, I hope so. When mm-hmm. the internet first came in, people acted wild. I mean, now it's less. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if you posted just a photo of me the chances are people have more accountability or will defend you in the comments. Like, if you if I post a picture of me on something, whatever, if somebody was like, you look fat or you look ugly, somebody <laughs> would be like, lock it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is more accountability than there used to be on some of these sites. Like, I, it felt like more of the wild, wild west, and now there's a tiny bit of, like, let's not. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and especially because, like, Brittany, like you are saying, if you posted a picture and somebody was like, oh, my gosh, Brittany, you know, her hair looks terrible today, then somebody to defend Brittany would go to, you know, like, my page and be like, yeah. oh, really, Tevin? Well, yeah. what about this? You look like X, Y, Z to, yeah. like, Tevin. So, yeah, there is that, you know, as much as there are the negative comments that are never going to go away, people are more likely to, you know, take the extra step to cut down the negative person in support of Brittany. So. One of my favorite well, sticks. Nice. One of my favorite shticks is what actually Phil does on Twitter. He'll get people in his comments daily. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it actually, like, people are professional haters when it comes to him, but he will just, like, grab their profile picture and then zoom in really close on their face and then just quote their tweet with a, that picture of, like, some guy smoking a cigar and it's just super close in. It's just like, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so they don't like Phil? Phil, um, 
he is there. There's a good portion of the Minnesota sports community that uh, either very much enjoy him or very much don't enjoy him. But why? It's, what is he? Why? Um, he's just been in the game for a while, you know, with his takes. You know, you, yeah. you talk, yeah. you talk about the Kirk Cousins maybe not being the right guy, and then Kirk Cousins fans are like, "Well, you're not our guy anymore," and so now we don't like you. Same thing as like when you. Not to drag her into this, but like if people say, "Hey, I don't think Taylor Swift is all that great." Not that I do. I'm just giving this an example here. But Swift yeah. will come out of the woodworks and be like, "Well, what's so special about you?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and especially with sports, you talk about so much. And so if you say, "Hey, I think the Vikings are going to win," and then they lose, everybody, "Oh, well, how smart are you? The Vikings actually." And then the next <laughs> yeah. week, if you say they're going to lose, and then they, it's like no matter what you say, you're going to be potentially wrong. And people love to bring that out as if they are all batting a thousand percent. Yeah, exactly. And especially with the yeah, sports, you'd have to be pretty vanilla to make everybody happy. Like it'd be like my sport reporting would be like, "I hope everyone had a has a fun has a fun game tonight and right. has a great time and." The real championship is friendship. Yeah, and and especially with especially on national shows, and you'll see they're all argumentative based, Tom. Right? Yeah, so you'll yeah, get like absolutely. first take yep. on ESPN, for example. They, it's a debate show, so it's kind of changed the way that sports is covered now, which is now transitions into the listeners as well. Oh, so now listeners think they should act that way as well. Yeah, well, because I mean, some shows it would be like if you had a take on, you know people being nice and you're like, well, listeners, let's hear your side. And then you bring all these people that are coming mm-hmm. into it, expecting to argue. That's what these sports shows are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the amazing thing about that for me, cause I haven't been on social media in 11 years. I just, you know, well, when it first started, people, it, people were really, have they gotten better or worse? Do you think it's from 10 to 11 years ago? I think better. I think, have they? I think, Good. yeah, I mean, Uh-oh. I know AJ, but like, think <laughs> about this people now at some of those sites have their own information and have pictures of their life and i think there's a little bit more accountability back in the day it was like random sites and there was like you wouldn't post it would be more of kind of a burner account feel but it Mm -hmm. was just how the internet worked Mm -hmm. i think i think people i don't know and maybe it's this too is like i think people are reluctant to now comment on the way people look immediately, which I think is kind of nice. But who cares how somebody else looks? I've never cared about, oh, look at that freak. How's that my business? I'll never see him again. Yeah. I, I'd i say it's yes and no. Like to an extent it has gotten better, but oh, also okay. it's gotten worse in a sense. For, this is a recent example. In, mm-hmm. the ho- in the hockey Twitter sports universe here, um, Corey Perry, who's been playing in the league for like, 15 or so years, like maybe mm-hmm. an, maybe a Hall of Famer at some point, whatever. Tevin, have you heard this story? Yes, okay. I have. He joined up with the Chicago Blackhawks this year. He's a seasoned veteran. He's a locker room guy that everybody loves, blah, blah, blah. Randomly, he just got pulled from the lineup one night unannounced, and he got sent home, and there was really no information going on about it. After like a week or two of him just being away from the team with zero information. There was a rumor that started, and, and granted, I th- from what I saw, it was a very, like, poorly, poor quality picture, but of, like, of text and stuff, but a rumor started going around that he had slept, allegedly, with Connor Bedard, who was the number one draft pick and this up-and-coming, like, superstar guy, had slept with his mom on, like, a, on, a, on a team trip where the moms were invited. And mm-hmm. the Blackhawks put out zero, zero, like, statement about that. 
pretty much saying like, no, that's not true. So people are like, oh my God, is that actually what it is? And then, you know, some writers kind of got into the thick of things and it's like, okay, no, this is not it. But people like Mm -hmm. let this 18 year old kid attempting to live out his dream of being a professional NHLer having to deal because, you know, he's 18. He's definitely on Twitter. Whether, you you know, you want to say, like, oh, he can block it out. He's seeing thousands upon thousands of people saying that, yeah, your teammate, who you probably were pretty solid friends with, who was a mentor to you, just slept with your mom. And then they came out and kind of said that it was a different thing. But there, I'm sure, are people out there now who still have that lasting impression of, yep, nope, Corey Perry did that. It didn't, you know, it didn't happen. But now that guy has to live with that essentially – the rest of his career because of some made up thing on the internet that got out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Tom, to kind of answer your question, the people on social media haven't gotten nicer, but the people that are willing to speak up and support and kind of go against the negative comments, there's more of, of those being more vocal. Yeah, I just don't. And why do people want to go on social media and be so negative? Do, do people like that negative? Some people enjoy you being an asshole on social media. I think they like that anonymity. Is that the word yeah. of mm-hmm. like you know? Which oh, I think is. Too. I th- yes, exactly. Yes. I don't. In, I don't interact with anybody that responds like a sports thing of me if they don't have a picture of themselves and their name. If it's like Vikes fan two seven four and it's a picture of like Justin Jefferson. No offense, you're not worth my time. If you can't own up to what you're saying on the internet with a name and a picture of yourself, yeah. mm-hmm. frankly, yep. it's not worth being said, and you're just not worth my time. I view myself as a braver person yeah. in that sense. But um, the anonymity of like being able to go on there, get people riled up, because not everybody has that view as me. People want to get in those arguments, and they like feed off that. It's like a driving mm-hmm. thing. Um, I, I think that's what it is more than the – pleasure of insulting i i, I want to say that i don't think people have that drive of they feel better when they insult people it's like they like yeah. they, they feed off of getting people riled up about the stuff they say yeah there's and, definitely trolls out there yeah and it's for sure. quick it's easy like it doesn't have the extra interaction as you know when we're talking if i said something to offend you tom i would and you said hey that you know that that sucked. What you just said sucked. I'd say, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a, a drive-by com- – it might not even put that much of their the day and thought into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to remember that also with these comments, some people just suck at interacting. Like, we'll get emails from people who I adore on, you know, and they are meaning to be funny. And if I didn't mm-hmm. know who they were, I could read that and go, wow, that's mean. And then you go – Oh, they were just, oh, like, really? sarcastic or silly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot is lost in that communication aspect yeah. with that quick text or that quick Twitter or tweet. Yeah, and I'm sure, too, there's a lot of people that, you know, if you're at work all day. You can't go cuss your boss out or your coworkers out. So you, now you get home, and this is like, okay, this is my free time where I can, you know, vent my yeah. entire day out on somebody Kind of a else. throwaway comment, yeah. too, feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so interesting about listening to you guys because – What's made my, as a public figure, made my life so difficult is that people are aware that I never kissed ass to get in the position I'm in. I will not do that. I just don't do that kind of thing, and it's never going to happen. So I think most people, if they feel that they have to suck up to their boss to get a raise or something, they get pissed off at me because I would never do that. I, I don't, And I don't even know where that came from. I cannot do it. Even if I tried to suck up to somebody, I couldn't. I'll pat him on the back. Oh, how you doing? I just, I don't know why, but I can't do it. Even if I tried to do it, it wouldn't all, I wouldn't be able to finish the sentence. 
And I think that pisses people off when they think they have to do it. And you don't have to do it. You are going to get raked over the cold, particularly in Minnesota. Minnesotans do love to be passive aggressive. There's no doubt. Would you say that has not changed the passive aggressiveness of Minnesotans? Yeah, I, I don't because I haven't lived anywhere else besides like oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. in Iraq. Like I haven't, so I don't have a comparison. You always talk about the differences. I wouldn't know. Like I yeah, that's, that's I true. Know. If you if you only lived here, you probably that's probably true. Yeah, I mean it's one of the first things I loved about going to the East Coast. And look, I love living in Minnesota. There's no question about that. And I have many, many friends, all the rest of it. But I did love the fact the first guy I ever met in New York was a taxi driver who basically told me to go F myself, which I thought was wonderful. He didn't do, say it behind my back or anything like that. He just basically said, that's the guy who said, uh, familiarity is the lead. That, what is it? Familiarity is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, that's a big part of it too people get pissed off because they have to you know want in their job maybe kiss ass and you know all Mm -hmm. the rest of it and they really resent the shit out of you if you don't have to do that yeah Yeah. and tom because you've lived in you know new york or bigger markets than minnesota Mm -hmm. do you think it is because it's a smaller more community feel here in minnesota where you're like i'm gonna probably run into this person again so i can't be a complete asshole whereas in new york you're like i'm gonna see a million different people every day (laughs) i'm never gonna see this person again i can go tell them to f themselves and not feel bad about it yeah i suppose that that probably is true you know it's just one of those things i mean seriously if if i go by when, when i what i love is i read these stories about oh this young fella grew up in a very poor neighborhood and he got a job and that, and they just suck up to him and kiss his ass whatever i never had that happen to me nobody was ever oh he's a kid out of nowhere and I, that just didn't happen and i i don't care that it didn't happen my life has been great i've had a nice career all the rest of it but i just i don't know why unless you play the game and this i think is the point unless you play the game by their rules they do not like you yeah yeah do you find that to be true yeah, and I think that honestly, Tom, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. how boring of a broadcaster would you be? Would oh, uh, all of us be if everybody just thought you were the bee's knees? I mean, you'd be going on and again talking like a, a one of those knit pillows in an old person's house that says like friendship is the real reward. Like, is there- what? <laughs> I just what do you say? Like, I I say I I have people mad at me about things I say all the time, and Why? I just go. But I'm fine with that. Like, how boring would it be if everyone was like, Brittany, she's vanilla. Everyone likes her. Okay. That's not what I'm saying, though. I, I'd never known you to, to do things like that. Yeah, but, like, what about, okay, just me liking Taylor Swift is polarizing. And that's fine. Like, I'm, this Why? is just a, a stupid example. Because people have strong feelings about it. And that's fine. Like, but, you know what I mean? Things that you don't even think are controversial. Yeah, I go, my favorite color is green. Well, mine's orange. Okay. Oh. Well, there was, I can't remember, it was, this was years and years and years ago when you were still in the Itasca building. There was a guest you had on, I don't even remember what she was talking about, some book she had written. And Tom, you had said that you think you, that you can find beauty in all women. You're like, I think that all women have something that makes them beautiful. It's yeah. like this very non-offensive statement to make. And the lady was like, well, that's offensive. And you yeah, shouldn't say that. Offended, and it was yeah. like, so no matter what you say, somebody's going to No, you're absolutely right. Because, because I apparently like women. Uh, I got to be honest with you. There are very, very few women. There are a couple, but very few women I don't like. And I suppose maybe that's because I was raised by women, my older two sisters and my mother. So maybe that's why 
I feel that way. But she, you're right. She had to jump right in and like, oh, that offended me. The fact that I like women offends you? How the hell does that offend you? Because can I say that? Because I feel the same way. Like, I get along with women better than men. Like, I, is that, is that wrong if I say it? Like, I don't know. What do you think, Tevin? You know, it kind of makes me offended that you would say that. (laughs) I can't think of a reason why I'm offended, but I just know that I am. If everybody would just, honest God, be upfront and honest instead of talking behind people's back and backstabbing and kissing ass and doing all that stuff, it'd be a much better world. So actually, you're the pain. Oh, I did, by the way, get a text over the weekend from a friend of mine because we were talking about uh, Wikipedia last week and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, man, they got some great quotes by you in there. I said, those are not quotes. They made that shit up. And he goes, "My," I said, what was your favorite one? He goes, my favorite one. And I'm pretty sure you would say so. If you didn't, you would. There was a there's a direct quote to me that I had said to somebody, yeah, well, I'll attack whomever I wish to attack. <laughs> that probably is something I would say. You're, they might be right about that. Oh, my you God. Okay. Mean? We have to talk someday about the KQ Morning Show Wikipedia. Oh, God. Because, so, during the commercial, when I was doing phones there, during the commercial break, I would just write wild things on there. Because it was wild, like, just funny things. It was never about you. It was usually about, like, random people. Yeah. And then it would get deleted and then re-put on. And it was so funny. I mean, we used to laugh so hard about it. But why would I still don't understand why people get so upset? It's the printed word. Who cares? I got to believe 90% of the printed word is bullshit. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, yeah. uh, it's it's nowadays now you're the the KQ Morning Show's Wikipedia is so boring because so many we used to just put so many random things on there because it was like <laughs> it got like X listed. Now it's pretty much like it is a radio show done like that is pretty much it it makes me cry tom you also shouldn't care what necessarily the printed word says about you because there's about 10 people that probably still get the actual paper that's true there's not a lot of people that are going to be reading it anyway you know what's so sad tevin is i i get the paper every day i walk to the end of the driveway i pick it up and throw it in the trash i don't know why they keep bringing it to me i'll say do you like not cancel your subscription no, we don't have a subscription. They just give me a newspaper every day, and I'm like, oh, I don't need this. I, I Frankly, I'd look into that because I feel like you're paying for a yeah. service that you don't know about. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I, 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 yeah as long as I'm keeping the kid alive, as long as he's yeah. pocketing some money for delivering good for him, I don't care. There you go. It all works out. But, yeah, that's the whole thing. It, it just And if I hear one more, and I know we got to go to break. It was, we're already behind, but I don't give a rat's ass. But I, I just – Look at all these national people now, and and you tune into one news and it goes this way. You tune into the other news, it goes that way. Please understand, ladies and gentlemen, they don't really believe that. They are saying those extreme things to get you to watch because the more people that watch, the more money they make. It's always about money. Don't forget, everything in the world is about money. Do people know that now? That's what's causing all the hatred because you got money and I don't. Yeah. That's causing a lot of hatred in the world. I could see that. But get off your ass then. If you need to work three jobs, if you love money that much, then go work three jobs the if you need thing, that much money. The funny thing is, time and energy-wise, if you're trying to find it somewhere else, you're putting in the same time and energy probably yeah. if you just did that, but whatever. No, I think you're absolutely right about it. You're working as hard now hating people with money as it would be to earn the money yourself. Yeah. 
but people don't see it that way. And I don't know why that is, but I, I'm sorry. We, I got us way behind, but I, I love getting involved in, in conversations like that because it's true human emotion. Yeah. Uh, I love looking at human emotion, why people get so happy about things, why they get so upset about things. Like I said, I, I helped that woman. I brought her cart back up because I'm trying to be even nicer to people to combat some of this hatred. Yeah. And she was so touched and happy that I would do that for her. I mean, it was so, it was very sweet. Made yeah. my day, actually. I so maybe that. you could do that for somebody else and then make your day better. Right? Let's all, do, let's all do one nice thing for other people today and we'll talk about it tomorrow. I like that. Works for me. And we will be right back with whatever is up next. That's all I know. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit bialkilaw.com that's b-i-a-l-k-e law.com tom here and i want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life zero res carpet care very good friends of mine nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home your carpet is the biggest filter in your house if you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic dirt from the outside they all eventually reside in your carpet so zero res carpet care listen around the holidays you need to contact zero res minnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z that's 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z they clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services how about a Tom Bernard deal well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. 
whatever it takes. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner.